Vince Lombardi, the award-winning, championship-winning coach, said that winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. Today, we're going to be talking about the victory within. And we're going to talk about how important it is to win in life and to to notice what your victories are and and not care about everybody else's victories or the world's victories as to what they say that you should be winning and so on and so forth. Do you remember when you were in elementary school and and the teacher asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? I don't know if they still ask that question, but it's such a it's such a it's a question that you don't really know that you can answer just with one single answer. Oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be an attorney. I want to be a police officer, a fireman um, and all of that. And from jump, I'm be honest with y'all. I didn't put anything down on my paper because I didn't know what I wanted to be. How do you know what you want to be for the rest of your life? Heck, right now, I don't know what I want to be for the rest of my life. Right now, I know that I want to inspire you guys and talk to you guys about, you know, being who you are and being happy and okay with that. But I honestly have pondered over that question, you know, a lot here lately. And, you know, obviously, when I was uh, smaller, I did as well. And as I was going through school, I just kind of went through school, you know, and if you were like me, you just you didn't give an answer to that question. And. And it was okay for the time being, but you know, it really starts to get important when you, uh, when you're growing up, right? When you're graduating high school, oh, all of a sudden this is this mounting pressure to become this person that people look up to, to become a, uh, what they call a contributing member of society, right? And contributing member literally means, you know, getting a job. Um, getting married, raising a family, buying a home and working and dying. Right. And if that sounds like a pretty morbid life uh, to some of us, it's it's the life that some of us picked. And that's OK. But for, you know, some of us, we we want to experience something more. Right. Or you know, something different, I should say. And that's OK, too. I mean, it's it's not a you know, a, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that life doesn't have a checkpoint to it. Uh, in terms of like, you know, what, you know, what the world says you should victor and what you say is a victory. Right. So today we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about the victory from within. So I'll start with this. Where does winning come from? The spirit of competition, the thrill of victory in society. We as young children, we assimilate uh, into society and we learn very early on as kids that from our brothers and sisters, a sibling rivalry, uh, mom and dad, um, some of us are introduced uh, to competition through sports, uh, winning medals and um, trophies for, you know, for winning in a, in a game of competition. And I guess it's there, you know, some of those things that I just mentioned, I guess it's there where we finally figure out or not finally figure out, but we 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 start marking what winning is versus what winning is not right and i don't know about you but i played football and ran track and did all these different things and raced and you know played basketball games with my buddies and all of that and i know what those outcomes were right i know what winning was i know what losing was um i've won medals and trophies and all this sort of stuff but that's only one size of uh, one side, excuse me, of winning. And so for me, um, I saw a lot of things, you know, that I'll point out some things that when you're competing in a sport, you see a lot of different things. Number one, 
You know what winning and losing is, right? You know what the loser gets. You know what the winner gets. Number two, you see people that are naturally gifted at at winning, right? All of us, all of us right now, if you play sports, football, basketball, tennis, swimming, uh, uh, racquetball, I mean, whatever it was, it, there was always a winner and a loser if you pay, played it competitively. But you also, if you played a sport, you, you, you just looked at certain kids or certain phenomena as, you know what, that kid got it. I know I have something or maybe I don't have enough, but that person's naturally gifted at winning and doing whatever sport we're talking about right now. So you have those kids that don't, don't, they can't relate. They can't relate to, um, not winning. Um, and we'll talk about that in just a second, but those kids there, we'll, we'll deal with those in just a minute. People that never lose, people that always seem like they're winning. Um, you had those kids. Um, but I would like to say this about those kids that, um, that weren't used to losing when when they lost they didn't know how to handle it because you were only taught how to win in one way and so when we get to our clip in just a second um and talking about the victory from within there's an inner victory when you lose that no one likes to talk about but everybody benefits from and the the victory that i'm talking about is the effort that you had to put in in order for that thing to come uh, to fruition. So for instance, if you've ever played any championship sport or any comp uh, competitive uh, sport, there's a loser at the end of that, right? And I hope that their coach is teaching them that look how far you came, uh, look how far you came just to compete and stay, uh, stay afloat in this competition. You worked out longer. You you lifted weights. You got stronger during the season. You got smarter about your craft, right? And those are things that, I don't know, are probably the most important because what if your slowest player on the team got faster during the season? What if your less smartest player became the smartest player because they finally honed into the craft that they had been wishing and hoping for the whole time? Or academically what if you were the not the strongest math student at the beginning of the year but through practice and effort you became one of the strongest in your class and on top of that what if you didn't become one of the strongest in your class you just became your strongest version of yourself you know I was listening to this podcast and then and, and the gentleman was talking about who are you at your super self your super self I thought about that for a minute, and it it ties into what we're talking about here. What are you at your super self? He told us in that podcast, hey, replace your name, uh, excuse me, say super and then your name, super and then this, right? And I thought about like, man, that's kind of cool to even think about because a lot of us get so uh, tangled up in life that we're not thinking about ourselves as super selves, right? But I want to tie this back into this. When you're talking about winning in competition, you have to do the inner dialogue necessary for you to understand what what a win looks like to you. And I'll say this. When I was in high school, I'll share this story to kind of help us move move further into this conversation. When I was in high school, uh, my senior year, 
we played, uh, we were playing in the playoffs. And this particular week that we were playing this team, I had uh, suited up a couple of our, I played wide receiver and a couple of our receivers had gotten hurt. And so it came down to me, uh, starting that night, uh, on varsity. When going into the stadium, uh, we all were, um, pretty, we were pretty geeked up about like playing this team and, and getting in there. We had prepped, prepped well and all of this. And throughout the course of the game, there were times where we could have taken over the, taken over the game. There were times where they could have taken over the game. It was a back and forth struggle. It wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't like a, oh, we beat them by 21 points or whatever have you. But it came a time in that game where uh, our running back sprinted up the field, our quarterback threw him the ball, and you saw the ball go up in the air and come down. He caught the ball. The, the running back takes off down the field full speed, and he gets chased down 30 yards away by a cornerback, and he's uh, chased down, and he's, he's, his jersey is grabbed. And do you guys know? that he got caught at the two-yard line before he scored a touchdown. We ended up losing that game 12-6. to 12-6. In the, in the final round of the playoffs, uh, the, the determination of that game or the winner in that game determined who was going to be in the championship game. So for that play and a number of plays just like that, we we didn't score enough touchdowns to beat this team to go to the championship, which is which was the next week. And this is the kicker right here. The team that went and beat well, the team that beat us to go to the title game, they beat that team forty to zero. And they only beat us by six points. That type of thing in life, man, that'll that'll really keep you down, won't it? It's like, oh man. But the inner victory that we're not account that we didn't account for at that time, that over over the years that I've graduated high school and I've gotten back with my high school buddies and the story that I'm sharing with you guys today, is that we didn't allow them to run over us like that. They were extremely talented. They had people that were on scholarship on that team, going to big schools, Clemson and NC State and all these different division one programs and all of that. Their team was sad. Well, we did not allow them to run over us like they had run over every team. So we rose to the challenge. Some of us, some of us played our best games. Some of us caught passes that on a regular day we may or may not have caught. Our quarterback was great. Our running back was great. Our defense played the best that they could play. And at the end of the day, coming back to you and the victory uh, within, you have to understand that when you're out here and you're working a job or you're starting a business or you're uh, or you're playing the game of life just in general, that you have to take into consideration what your personal wins are and what you count as a win versus what the world counts as a win. The reason why that's important is because we all have an ego and we all have um, we all have with our egos, we generally um, like to uh, uh, dance around the fact that we don't have an ego and we don't, um, what is the word I'm looking for? I guess what I'm trying to say is that we dance around the fact that winning and losing is not tallied in our heart. 
right? And when it is or is not, we don't know how to deal with that because our ego tells us, oh, you're always a winner. You're always a winner. You're always a winner. Well, not necessarily. You're not always a winner. But when you lose, are you accounting the victory from within to what you to what you um, see as winning? Right. And in your failures and in your loss, are you learning something from that? And so that's very important when we're talking about that. Um, But right now we're going to go into a clip and uh, we'll come back in just a second. All right. All right. So getting back into playing, um, playing the victory from within and, and planning the victory from within and understanding that win- winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. Um, coach Carter, that was, uh, you know, one of my favorite movies, but he talked about the fact that he came to coach boys and they turned into men. That is the victory that he cataloged as a win that he didn't necessarily uh, account for, but they became men under, under his coaching. And so I want to I want to say this. He said in there that you need to play like a champion. Now, if we take time out to think about what playing like a champion looks and feels like, playing like a champion means that you have to prep. You have to you have to prep uh prep the way that you want to win. You got to have a never give up mentality and you have to have an undying need to get better every single day. You know, winning doesn't care that you're sick or tired or hurt or fatigued or whatever have you. It just wants you to pay it attention every single day. And so when I watch something like Coach Carter or, you know, I'm cataloging my wins in life, just like just like you're cataloging your wins internally. I'm always looking at what I can learn from those wins and what I can uh, garner from playing like a champion. Are you preparing well for that exam? Are you preparing well to uh, play that next ball game? Are you preparing well for college? See, some goals are never written down and goals that are never written down are just like dreams. If you don't work your way towards them, they'll never happen. So playing like a champion is about preparation and it's about having a never give up attitude. It's also about um, it's also about having an undying need to get better. I'll share this. I had a teammate one time. And his name was Joseph Funky. And you heard me, Joseph Funky was his name. And um, he was probably one of the hardest workers I'd ever seen. Um, He wasn't the tallest or the strongest or the fastest, but he worked hard, right? And in practice, I was naturally naturally talented, you know, at, you know, a little bit of speed, a little little bit of strength, a little bit of quickness and all of that. But my best gift was talking, talking to my competition. So at practice, I'd be, you know, Joe, you know, you're not better than me. Joe, you know, I'm going to burn you on this one. Joe, you know, I'm going to do that. Joe, 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 right? 
And and most times I would beat him or, you know, he would, you know, get the best of me and all of that. But he, he just stuck and stayed with that, uh, with me and that mentality that he, he didn't do a whole lot of talking. I did a lot of talking. He did no talk. Right. But come Friday night, he would always perform well. Right. I would always do good. But here's the thing. People remember certain things about you that you don't remember about yourself. So. Joe Funky. Um, is a chiropractor right now. And. I reached out to him one day uh, just because I hadn't seen him in a while and, you know, wanted to talk to him and all of that. And uh, I reached out to him and he said to me, he said, uh, hey, man, um, what's going on? I was like, nothing, man, just working and all of that. I see you. See, you got your family and everything. He, he's got a family of five. And uh, he was like, yeah, man, you know, um, you know, I'm doing great. And, you know, my wife's great. My kids are great and everything. And he was like, man, and this is this is the guy's honest truth. He said. Man, you know, I said, I saw you went to, you know, school and all of that. He said, yeah, man, I got to thank you for that, man, because, man, you were always tough on me, man, back in the day. You were always tough on me. And I just remembered that from high school that you were always, you know, just breathing down my neck and making me better. And I don't know about y'all, but I thought that that might have been one of the best compliments I've ever heard. Now, for those of you that are thinking that this was bullying, I did not bully Joe Funky. I didn't, at least in my opinion, I did not, because uh, I didn't, I didn't make him feel lower than he was. It was just a friendly competition. But you never under, understand how and what people take into consideration in terms of uh, their victory from within. Like I told you before, he never talked to me about, I mean, about football or you know when we were talking, you know when I was talking junk to him on the field, or whatnot, because that's that's what got me going. He never said a word or he said very little, but he was taking personal victories in to 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 understand my body language, to understand when I was about to make a cut, to understand when the ball was in the air. He needed to compete. And then, like I told you, he took that, measured himself to what his wins were and used those and translated those on the football field on Friday night. But little did I know that he was going to take that mentality from high school and use it in undergrad and then use it in his postgraduate work. See that. And then on top of that, he used it to, you know, marry and have you know children and all of that. So you see what I'm talking about here, how life naturally works out simply because you chose to have an undying spirit to get better. And then it comes back to you. When you're talking to this man about his life now, that he mentions that you were one of the reasons that helped him get there. See, I can go all day about like, you know, you don't understand who's watching you and, you know, who's learning from you and who is taking the lessons that you're, you know, handing out. I can go all day on that. But we're just going to deal with this right now. Isn't that a wonderful story of a man taking the victory from within and using it as currency to pay for a new life? God, life is life is just exciting that way, man. So, yeah, so that's number one. Play like a champion. Never give up and have an undying spirit to always get better. The second thing I want to leave you with is becoming a beast by learning from your failures. How do you do that? So, again, we talked about goal setting. You have to write down your goals. The second thing is. Once you write down your goals, 
Now it's about execution. And here's the thing that everybody gets kind of hung up on it. And what I've got hung up on in my personal journey is executing on the idea. Because execution uh, requires that you give everything to it. If you give half effort, you get half results. If you get full effort, you still can get half results or you can get full results. It's totally contingent upon how that outcome is going to come out. But you have to provide the rep. In order for that, in order for that, for that uh, result to happen. So becoming a beast at that is looking back on those failures. You know, I uh, I have a, a, a an, an an Evernote, and in Evernote, I go and I have listed all of my failures out, and then right after I listed my failures, I listed sentence by sentence what I learned from those failures. And every now and again, I'll go back to that. Just like I'll go back to my positive journal, I'll go to my failure journal as well and catalog what failures I had and what sentences uh, I've either corrected now or still need to work on. I have another story for y'all. So I had a student. His name is Savon. Savon. Uh, was one of my students and he would go to sleep often and often in class and he was deemed as a problem child right because he slept and you know he would get up and do his work and often and you know he was you know uh not very talkative in class so he you know wasn't very participatory but uh one day i pulled him aside and i said hey man why are you going to sleep all the time in class he said man i you know i take you know i uh you know have some some you know, medical issues going on or whatnot, and I take the medicine and it makes me drowsy. I say, okay, cool. Well, in my class, you know, um, if you are going to sleep, I, I want you to participate. But uh, if you if you feel like you cannot, um, still do your work on time, so on and so forth, right? So um, just, you know, a small gesture for me to just, you know, get him to participate, right? Little did I know, he ends up joining a poetry club that I started on campus, Y'all, when he joined this poetry club, he shared a journal with me of his raps as well as his poetry. Some of the most beautiful poetry you ever want to hear and or see and read. And I was like, man, you're so talented, man. I was like, you should never stop writing, man. This is this is a talent of yours. And he was like, he kind of looked at me. He said, for real? I said, yeah, man, you need to continue writing, man. This, this is awesome. And so he performed this. Uh, we I, The class, the poetry class itself wanted to do a show. We produced a show there at our school and uh, his mom came. And at the time, his mom was a very busy single mom trying to get her kids uh, food and shelter and clothing and all this sort of stuff, working two or three jobs, trying to make ends meet, that sort of stuff. So his mom at the time was not around a whole lot, but uh, he came to, you know, would come to school and, you know, you know, enjoy school and all of that. And you know, I, you know, I sensed that it was kind of a break from his regular day to day, you know, um, home life. But his his inner win was when I talked to him about uh, writing more and staying staying true to poetry and all of these different things. And uh, that night. The 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 victory within for him was writing down a poem. And and reciting that poem in front of that crowd that he never thought that he would ever write down, number one, let alone say. 
I never forget the name of the poem. It was called Savon Misunderstood. He wrote this poem about how everyone looked at him versus how he felt about himself. And as he read the poem aloud and performed the poem, his mom was sitting in the front row. And I can't remember whether or not she cried or not. I want to say I want to say she did, but I, I, I'm not going to go so far as to say she did. Uh, but that would be the dramatics of this conversation. Right. But his mom literally looked in awe at him because she was looking at a different version of the same boy that she that she talked to every day, that she fed every week. She looked at him differently as a man or as a young man at that time than she ever did before, because she didn't know that he felt like that about his life, how everybody looked at him versus how he saw himself. So years go by to this point. He you know, graduates high school and goes along and whatever. You guys know right now today he is an artist on Apple Music. He's forming his own album. He's got singles out right now, as well as a clothing line uh, in his name. And we literally are connected on Instagram and Facebook now. And I literally thanked him for continuing his effort to want to be the best Savon that he can be. And he thanked me for allowing him to you know, give him that platform or form that platform for him to be able to say what is on his mind and all of that. See, again, going back to the victory within, he has some losses, right? Whether it be in his personal attitude towards life or his, you know, people, you know, doubting him and, and his student uh, uh, ability to perform and all of this. So he took that, wrote it down, curated it, and he literally practiced on it until he could produce something that he was proud of. It's about the victory from within. Last point. Pick the life that you want, but know that the failures come with it. Pick the life that you want, but know that the failures come with it. There's a quote out there. and I know a lot of you guys have heard it and, and seen it or whatnot, but it's called... Uh, we're not called. What am I talking about? Uh, the quote is. I can't remember the quote. Can you, can you guys believe that? But basically, <laughs> the grind is sold separately. Right. Success is there, but the grind is sold separately. Um, and what I want to say from that is in life, there is no time where it's just going to where life just kind of works out for you and rolls out the red carpet while you prance down it and, you know, you don't have any more um, tough times or anything like that. No, you have to know that if you're a dream builder, whatever your dream is, you have to know that it comes with the territory, that failure comes with the territory. Life comes like that. It comes as a package deal. You can't buy these things separately. And so all of you listening tonight, I'd like to encourage you to pursue your dreams. If you want to be a mom, if you want to have a family, if you want to buy your uh, family their first home, if you want to graduate from college, if you want to, I don't know, ride ride a bike or go on a trip that you've always gone on, know that you're going to catch interference from just that, right? But understanding 
that those are the losses that you can write down and learn from and invest in yourself to then garner the win within. You could or the victory from within. You can literally do that. So right now I'm going to give you I'm going to give you guys some things before we uh before we get off of here. But I want you to I want you to write this down um, and uh, practice this this week while you're uh, while you're going out there tackling your goals in the world. Make a list of all of your failures. Um, make a list of all of your failures and then write a sentence to you overcoming them. And then I want you to be brave enough to read that journal daily. And I want you to start coming up with solutions about how you're going to get over those failures. And then on top of that, some of your failures you've already gotten over. But for the ones that you have not gotten over, write them down. Write a sentence that describes why you failed what you learned from that failure and what you intend to do about it. And then I want you to go back and read it and turn your failures into wins. That way you don't have to live with regret. See, the thing about regret is that it comes after you don't do anything about it. So ask a person that is a seasoned in this life what they regret and they'll tell you live as if you don't plan to have any regrets and you will have achieved the greatest life that there is to have. Live as if you don't ever plan to regret later. That means attack the things that you want to do. Attack the things, attack the dreams today that you want to do and get it done. So I hope you learned a little something from this today. Um, the victory from within. Uh, remember that Vince Lombardi said it best. Winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. And I have to agree with that. You have to um, understand your innermost wins and your losses, because once you learn how to lose, you'll learn how to win as well. It doesn't matter what the world accounts as a victory. Do you account it as a victory? Um, And also, too, I'd like to say this. If you if you want to reach out to me to. Uh, share your, you know, share some of your wins and your losses and how you plan to get over them. You can reach out to me at candidradio7 at gmail.com. That's candid, C-A-N-D-I-D, radio and the number seven at gmail.com. I like to, I like to hear what you, uh, what you have going on if you're listening. Uh, so we can start, you know, winning together, right? Talking about the things that help us get through these days and times that we call life. And so, I've enjoyed this time with you guys today. I've enjoyed speaking with you today. And I'll leave you with this, um, that life is sweeter than a plate of yams with extra syrup. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for allowing me to spend this time with you. And uh, I'll talk to you soon.